What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of A Time Such As This. And today is episode two of the Anxiety Series, and I'm super stoked about this entire series. I loved getting to talk about uh, anxiety with you guys last week, kind of sharing a little bit of my personal experience with it. Thank you so much for listening to that, Um, and thank you for the supportive um, responses that I've gotten. Um... This week, though, I really wanted to go a little bit deeper, kind of go and move away from my personal experience as far as what anxiety looks like, and now talk about the biblical approach to it. And I do want to preface by saying I'm not a registered or licensed therapist. I'm not a counselor. I didn't go to school for this. These are nuggets that I am sharing with you that I have received from my Christian counselors that I've been to. Um, from um, just God teaching me things over the five years that I've um, had this anxiety um, and just the things that that I've learned along the way. Um, and they're all, of course, based in scripture. Um, but um, I just, I really think it's important to be grounded in, the, in God's word um, in any area of life, but especially when it's something that, um, we're struggling with or um, that we're having a hard time with. And so we're going to pray and then we're going to get into it. And I, again, I'm super excited about this. I think um, this is going to be super great. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this day. Lord Jesus, I thank you for um, this fun weather that we're having in California. Um, I just, I'm so grateful, God, that you loved us so much. Lord, that you created this this beautiful earth for us to enjoy and um, this life that you've given us. Um, I just ask, God, that you would increase our love and increase our desire to be with you. Um, God, that you would increase in us a hunger and a thirst for your righteousness and for your word. And Lord God, I just ask that you would be with us now as we have this conversation about anxiety, that we have this conversation about lies that our mind and that the enemy talks to us, uh, speaks to us, Lord, and that we would ground ourselves in your truth. Lord, that you'd fill us up with the Holy Spirit, that we would remember what your word says, Lord, that we would stand upon the promises that you have given to us in your word, and that we would know how to fight these battles that, that hit us every day in our minds. And Lord, I just ask for your protection, Lord, against the enemy, and I pray, Lord, for your peace ultimately. I thank you so much for everyone listening, Lord Jesus, and I just pray that you would be glorified in everything that we say, do, think, and feel, Um, and I just ask all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, guys, so let's dive into this conversation, and I really want to start by kind of laying a foundation um, here about, you know, what the Bible says about anxiety what anxiety kind of boils down to, um, and what we're up against. Um, because, you know, there's a spiritual realm out there. A lot of people don't want to talk about it, um, but we do experience spiritual warfare. There are demons. There are angels. There is God. There is Satan. Um, and that is the reality of the world we live in. Um, there are things that, that happen in the spiritual that affect us in the physical, in the real, I can see um, face-to-face nature. And that might sound scary, especially if you've never heard of something like that before. But I want to tell you, based on God's word and based on experiences experiences that I've had, it is true. And this spiritual realm can um, 
make us or break us, um, honestly. And it, it all comes down to knowing God and knowing who you are in Christ. As we talked about, I think, two weeks ago with the last, um, maybe not two weeks ago, maybe it's been three weeks now, the last um, episode in our last series when we really just talked about knowing God and knowing who we are in Christ and knowing what he says about us. Um, because there's there's all these lies that are being thrown at us from the enemy, from our own selves, from the world. And, excuse me, a lot of those things um, can start to cause in us anxiety. And then we have the chemical imbalance anxiety, um, which is the diagnosed clinical anxiety. Um, they both have very similar symptoms. Then we got the situational anxiety that I was talking about. There's a lot of places and things that the anxiety can come from and it honestly boils down to a mind game it's a war in our minds and we are trying to win ground it's like battles back in the day where kingdoms were taking over other countries and you know they'd fight for it and great okay all right great you just took over this country this country's no longer this country anymore but it is now part of the states of whatever you want to call it um the same thing goes with our mind um you know we as christians are supposed to give up the the thinking uh pre-jesus thinking that we used to think like those thinking patterns those thoughts um and now trade them for the things that the lord would have us think on and meditate on which is his word and his promises um and good things um and it's a constant battle. The enemy's trying to gain ground in our mind. Our flesh is trying to gain ground in our mind. Our anxiety is, and so is God. And so it is truly difficult, honestly, when we get into the spiritual nature of things because it's it can be exhausting both physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually to fight these battles. But, but, but God, he gives us things in his word to help us. Um, Ephesians 6 talks all about spiritual warfare, and um, I think it's really important to dive into that. Um, I won't go completely into it right now, but um, it's important to consider that there is a spiritual aspect to the things that we go through in life. And Ephesians 6, kind of at the very end, verses 10 through uh, 20, it talks about... um, well, more so 10 through 17, those seven verses talk about spiritual warfare and about the devil having schemes that he is, uh, that we have to stand up against and that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against spiritual forces and evil and powers of the dark world and the heavenly realms. That's what we're fighting against. But it also, in verse 13, talks about us putting on the full armor of God so that when these things happen, when the day of evil comes, we can stand our ground and after having done everything to stand. And so I think the first thing that we need to do when we're thinking about um, combating and confronting, you know, this anxiety that we have is to approach it spiritually first um, and to really take a look at it and say, you know what, let me shut off this avenue um, of anxiety. Let me put the armor of God on. Um, you know, one of my best friends, well, she was on the podcast a few weeks ago. She always uh, talks about putting it on every morning and every night. And a pastor that she listens to also was saying the same thing. Um, and 
in verse 13, it says, Therefore put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the, which is the word of God. And so right there, God, uh, through Paul, is breaking this down of different things that we need in order to combat the things that the enemy is going to throw at us. Because that's the reality of our lives is that we're going to get things thrown at us, whether it's, again, like I said earlier, from society, from those around us, from ourselves, from the enemy, all of these things are, are going to be trials and things that we go through. But, you know, breaking it down, we need to stand firm with the belt of truth buckled around our waist. So that is looking at what is true and not what is false, not what is uh, not backed up by fact or by God's word. Um, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, that is pursuing righteousness, pursuing Christ, pursuing the things that God has for us, not getting entangled in sinful things, not getting entangled in the the worries and cares of this world, but pursuing righteousness. Then our feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. So having the gospel, sorry, got cut off, being filled with the Holy Spirit um, and just knowing, you know, what the Lord has to say and knowing that God is with us and he gives us peace that surpasses all understanding and also being ready. It says with the feet with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. So when we know God, when we know Jesus, when we know the gospel, when we have um, received forgiveness, when we've repented of our sins, it brings us this readiness um, to stand up against these battles that come our way. It brings us this sense of, of preparedness to fight these battles and to combat the evil one. And then the next part, the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. The evil one is going to throw things at us, flaming arrows that can pierce and cut and burn. But when we have faith in God, when we know what God says in his word, when we have faith that we not only believe what God says, but we believe God, we believe in his integrity, we believe that he's trustworthy, we believe that he is who he says he is, the things that the evil one throws at us are no longer going to um, affect us in the way that they did before. Yeah, sure, we might have some battle scars. Yeah, sure, we might wrestle with the things that are being thrown at us. But in the end, we're going to come out with victory because it says that we can extinguish these flaming arrows through the shield of faith. Then the next part is the helmet of salvation, um, which protects our heads. What's in our heads? Our brains. And so when we have the Holy Spirit, which is the seal of our redemption living inside of us, he brings us things like peace, patience, joy, um, all of these fruits of the spirit, um, love, kindness, gentleness, um, self-control. He gives us a spirit of, of um, self-control and of power and he takes away our timidity. He takes away our shyness. Again, back to the feet being fitted with readiness that comes from the gospel. And when we have that, when we are saved and we have the Holy Spirit, that protects our minds, again, from those flaming arrows. Um, and it allows us to know what the truth is. Again, going back to the belt of truth that's buckled around our waist. Um, and then at 
the end here, it says the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. That part is extremely important. Being in the word and knowing what God's word says, which is what we're about to get into right after this, um, is knowing God's word and knowing what he says is the sword of the spirit. We can smack down all of these these um, walls and barriers and enemies that are in front of us, cut them down because we have God's word. The lies that are being thrown at us, the anxieties that are being thrown at us, we can say, nope, that is not even true. Oh, I'm so, I'm so worried about this or I'm so worried about that. I'm so worried about how I'm going to pay my rent. Nope, my God is a provider and he will supply all my needs richly in that of Jesus Christ. Okay, done. Next. Um, I'm, I'm so worried about what these people are going to think of me. Actually, God says I'm fearfully, wonderfully made. God says I was so loved that he sent his only son to die for me. And that's it. All right, next. And obviously it's easier said than done. But when we know God's word and we can stand firmly, as it says right here in verse 14, stand firm then. When we can stand firm on these promises, that can cut down the things that are in our way and cut down our enemies. Rachel also told me, Um, about this pastor she was listening to and he gave this beautiful analogy this picture um, in our minds of of what the armor of God's like we can put all those other pieces on but if we don't have the sword of the spirit if we don't know God's word if we don't know his promises all we're doing is holding up a shield and we're just getting battered with all these arrows and if you think about it what's going to eventually happen after enough arrows hit you you're going to start moving backwards because of the pressure and of the the brunt force that you are now t- up against. And you have nothing to cut down those arrows. You have nothing to, to slay the enemy that is um, throwing those arrows at you. And so it's important to have all of these things and allow the Holy Spirit to equip you with all of these things so that you can stand against the enemy's schemes and against what the enemy is trying to tell you about yourself. And that right there is honestly... an important and an incredible foundation to start with with or without anxiety this is important and and saying it when you wake up starting your day saying lord i'm going to put these things on today and i'm going to trust you please fill me with your holy spirit and ending the day with that uh is important you know giving your day to the lord and ending your day again with the lord and again going back to the sword of the spirit i mean there is scripture after scripture after scripture that goes into anxiety. Um, and I am in no way, shape, or form saying that just reading this is going to cure your anxiety. Because guess what, guys? I've had anxiety for five years and I have a feeling it might not go away. It could. The Lord could absolutely heal me of it. And that, that would be awesome. But I I don't know if that's the that's his will. And that's okay. Because um, I have learned so much and I've grown close to the Lord through it. But that doesn't take away the power, as we just talked about from Ephesians 6, that the Lord has through his word that he can impart to us and give to us um, through it. And so I'm going to read some um, scriptures for you guys. And these are just Bible verses that have helped me over time. Um, And I will just say these over to myself promises of God and reminders from the Lord that I can stand on, that I can rest on, that I can know is the truth. Um, And I will never forget the last therapist that I had. Um, She didn't even realize that this is what she was quoting, um, but she said something to me and she was directly quoting Philippians 4.8. It was the Holy Spirit working 
through her completely. Um, but Philippians 4, 8 says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So Paul here in Philippians is literally telling us to think about certain things. And that's important because a lot of what we feel and a lot of what we do starts in our minds. We have an initial thought, an initial temptation, an initial anxiety that can spiral into a full-blown anxiety attack, but we have to catch it. We have to catch it and say, you know what? Is this true? And this is what my therapist told me. Is this true? Taylor, are these thoughts that you are having true in comparison with God's word and in comparison with reality? You know, I I kind of explained this in in the last episode of of these wild thoughts that I would have. Um, And I... I've learned in the moment to just grab those and say, is this true? No, it's not. And obviously, uh, because there's a physical aspect to anxiety, sometimes my mind is calm because I've redirected where my thoughts were going, but my body's still kind of freaking out. So it takes a minute to, uh, to truly fully calm down. But it does help. It does help to take a step back, even writing these things down And writing down the thought that you're having and being like, okay, let me compare this to what God's word says first and foremost. Then let me compare it to the uh, reality of my circumstances. Is this true? And what you'll find is the more that you do this, the easier it is to do. But also, the more you'll see that there is nothing that we experience or go through that A, our God cannot relate to us in, but also B, that our God hasn't or isn't already going to take care of. And that is a is very comforting. But going back to thinking about such things is that last part in Philippians 4, 8 says, it reminds me a lot of Romans 12, 2, which says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And I know a lot of times, you know, some things of anxiety, obviously, like I said, my generalized anxiety disorder, I could be sleeping and I have an anxiety attack. Um, but in some cases, you know, I, I start thinking about, oh, what am I going to do in the future? Where am I going to live? Who am I going to marry? What am I going to, how am I going to provide? Where all these different things. And I go back to what the beginning of this verse says, do not conform to the pattern of this world. The world is worried about those things. What I need to be worried about and worried, I'm using that term loosely, is the things of the kingdom. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things shall be added unto you. And this is, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Through God's word, through that sword of the spirit, through thinking on things that are true, noble, right, pure, lovely, and admirable, we can transform our minds by the power of the Holy Spirit. And then, at that point, we're going in a completely different trajectory at this point. I can tell you right now that my anxiety is not what it used to be in a good way. It used to be so much worse than it is. I, you know, God has, has definitely brought me strides ahead of where I used to be. And I'm so grateful, but it's, it's because of God's word. And I have not been perfect with this. I've definitely had some major hills and valleys, um, where I, you know, wasn't good about reading my my Bible as I should. And I I still, to this day, could be better um, about reading consistently every single day. But 
um, you know, actually diving into the word. Bible verse of the day is is something different. You know, I I mean, actually diving deep and doing a study on a book or a chapter. Um, But we need to renew our minds and renew our minds with things that are made for us. Jesus was, we were made for Jesus. We were made to be in his presence. God's word was made so that we could know who God is and know what he asks of us. And it is by God's word that our minds will be transformed and renewed. Um, and I think that's really important. It directly correlates to that spiritual aspect of things, you know, cause now we're talking about maybe our, our own mind, um, the lies that our own mind tells us and asking ourselves is what we're thinking true, but it directly correlates to, um, being transformed by knowing God's word and his promises. And, you know, even going into the promises aspect of things, there are so many things in God's word that are promises to us that he will do for us or that he cares for us. Um, I was just talking with one of my good friends. Um, he's out in Texas. He's actually a youth, uh, pastor now. He always corrects me and says minister, but, um, he's a youth pastor out there and he just got that job recently. Super awesome. Super happy for him. But I was talking to him about this anxiety series and he sent me one of those little voice memo messages about First Peter 5-7. And um, as someone with anxiety, I knew that one already off the bat because a lot of people have used that one over the years to try to, you know, encourage me. Um, and I know it well. But the way that he broke it down and explained it was just so encouraging. And so I asked for his permission and he said yes, of course. But what he had explained um, was just this beautiful breakdown of what it means when it says cast all of your anxiety on him because he cares for you. He talked about how comforting it is the fact that God encourages us in his word that he cares for us. Like I had mentioned last week in that first episode is that sometimes us people with anxiety, all we want is to know that someone is there. They don't have to say anything. They don't have to do anything. Just their presence is a comfort knowing that I don't have to go through this alone. And in 1 Peter 5, 7, God is promising he cares for us. He's saying that because of this care that he has for us, we can give our anxiety to him and trust that he is going to steward our hearts well, that he is going to give us peace that surpasses all understanding, and that is that he is going to walk with us through that hard time. He might not snap his fingers and and it be gone, but he's going to be with us. He is an ever-present help in times of trouble. And um it another promise is Philippians 4, 6, and 7. We're going to go back to Philippians chapter 4. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present requests to God. And the peace of God, here's the promise part, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And that was another one of those, you know, I'm just gonna be real stereotypical anxiety verses that I would hear all the time, but I didn't really let it sink in for what it actually was. It's the inspired word of God. God breathed, useful for teaching, um, useful for encouraging, all these different things. Um, and God has written these things because he knew that we were going to be anxious. He, he, he wrote these things for a purpose. And so obviously it's easier said than done. It says, do not be anxious about anything. Sure. Um, <laughs> that's a little different, but 
in every situation by prayer and petition, the Lord's just telling us we don't have to be anxious about anything. And when it does come, we are able to present our requests to God. And when we do that, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, it's a peace that that no one can explain will guard your hearts. It's a peace that is with us in the midst of anxiety, which sounds like a paradox, but it's true. In the midst of anxious moments, in the midst of anxious times, we can sit and know that God is with us. We can sit and know that, that we have this peace, that God has given us a hope for our future, that God is going to get us and walk us through this hard moment, and that at the end of it all, we get to eventually be in the presence of peace himself, the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ, and spend our eternity anxiety-free. Um, and I love to that it directly, this verse directly correlates with current studies. A lot of studies that are happening right now are talking about this attitude of gratitude. I'm sure you've heard of things like this. A lot of people are saying, you know, um, cultivate gratitude in your life, get a gratitude journal. It's, it, you go in Barnes and Noble, there's gratitude journals everywhere. Um, but it's interesting because science is showing that when you start and end your day, talking about things and writing things down that you're grateful for, you are less likely to be anxious. You are less likely to be worried. You actually have an increased amount of joy in your life. And that is directly related to Philippians 4, 6, and 7. It says, In every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. So simply being thankful and and praising God for the things that he's provided for you and given to you and just praising God for who he is, that in and of itself brings peace, which is absolutely incredible. You know, and I, I have a couple of other verses that, that the Lord has just, you know, given me over the years. But um, honestly, I would just encourage you guys to spend some time in the word yourselves and ask the Lord to bring that peace to you, to commit to reading God's word, to be transformed and to really... Um, Get in the presence of the Lord and allow him to transform your mind and to put on the armor and fight those lies that we might be telling ourselves, that we might be um, receiving from the enemy, that we might be believing because of social media and, and release those things to the Lord. Cast your anxieties on the Lord because he cares for you. He loves you and, and wants to give you his peace. Um, so I would I would just encourage you guys to take some time to do that and to commit to spending time with the Lord in that way. Um, that's all for today's episode, guys. I know that I was just talking and talking and talking. There's just so much that the Lord has put on my heart that I really wanted to share. A lot that I honestly didn't plan. I asked the Holy Spirit to kind of say what he wanted to say. And so I just hope and pray that this would encourage your hearts that you would grow closer to the Lord because of this, um, and ultimately that God would be glorified. So if you guys have any questions, if you guys need prayer, as always, my messages, if you, you know, my phone number, my email, my everything's open for um, anything. If you have questions, prayer requests, or just want to talk, let me know. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Be looking out for the next uh, podcast episode. Could be something fun. Have a good night.